Welcome to Digital First Leadership, the podcast that focuses on helping leaders and teams understand how to master the language of social media in today's digital first world. Welcome to the show. I'm your host, Richard Bliss. You're listening to Digital First Leadership. My guest today is a gentleman that I've enjoyed getting to know here a little bit. His name's Stuart Townsend. Stuart is the chief marketing officer uh, and co-founder of Podcast Hawk. And I've invited him on the show because in today's world of digital first leadership, getting your voice heard in today's crowded, busy, noisy world is incredibly important. And as many of you know, as you listen to the show, I believe that your digital identity now establishes your credibility long before people meet you in person. So having Stuart on the show, I think is an opportunity for us to talk about this concept of hosting or being, excuse me, being part of a guest on podcasting. And Stuart's got an interesting platform about that. So let's talk about that. Stuart, thanks for joining me. Hey, cool. Thanks, Richard. Thanks for uh, having us on the show in this uh, lovely spring day in England. I have to get that in. I have to get that on record. It's probably yes. the only one day ever. And if we weren't on video right now, so the show is audio only, but if I didn't see shadows on the wall, yeah. I wouldn't, I would think that you were faking it by just turning <laughs> on the lights and fake it until you make it. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's a pleasure to have you here. I'm here, obviously, in the San Francisco Bay Area. You're in, where are you located? You're somewhere in the UK. Yeah. So I'm in a place called Lancashire, which is about 50 miles north of Manchester, for anybody that knows football, and just near the Lake District. So a be- beautiful part of the world. Not London, I hasten to add. Not London. I have to admit, one of the first times I went to visit a vendor in the UK, early days, uh, and then they told me where they were, and I think they were out in Reading. And I was going to have to take the train, and I was like, oh, I'm not doing that. I'm an American. I don't even know how to take the train. (laughs) Now, since then, I go to Reading every year, and I'm planning another trip to Reading this May. Um, People are like, why? I'm like, yeah, just every year I end up in Reading, so it's kind of a fun place to go. It's, It's a nostalgic trip. It is a nostalgia trick. So, Stuart, we're here to talk about... Now, let's give a little bit of background because you've been in the industry for quite some time. Uh, that's what one of the things that you and I had in common. So, let's explain kind of how you got here because you have a, a deep background in technology, in the channel, and in other ways that um, that you have built up your expertise in this space. Yeah. So, good job we're not on video. I should be able to see my gray hair coming through. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I started life... Uh, working in pre-sales and then building a startup ecosystem, a little company called Sun Microsystems that depending on your age, you'll know or not. Um, but uh, uh, the best, me and Richard were talking before the show, it's the best company ever. I would have not left Sun. Unfortunately, Oracle acquired them. So I stayed there for a little while doing, um, I hate to say the dirty, I was doing sales at Oracle. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> <laughs> and then thankfully, a friend of mine rescued me and I went to a, a big data company and launched a one of the biggest data events globally, um, and we were reselling Twitter's Firehose. Hopped over to a company called Zendesk, who were 250 people pre-IPO, built sure. out $10 million channel business there. And then got a bit tired of being on planes, trains, and automobiles, and decided to leave and find my way, new direction, made some errors on the way. We won't talk about that today, but some bizarre stuff. Um, and then set up a consulting firm around channel uh, and how to build channel for SaaS, SaaS companies. And out of that, I always wanted to build a startup, but I'm a very good procrastinator at good ideas, not executing. So I found a really good co-founder who had already started it. Um, and we came up with this concept of Podcast Hawk, of how to promote our businesses, how to promote our businesses and our sort of ethos and our knowledge 
by being a guest on the podcast because we both attempted to run podcasts and being a host and running that process full of admiration to you, Richard, it is hard. It is difficult. It is. And and listen, many listeners of this show know, came over from my previous podcast, Funding the Dream, that I ran for nearly 10 years. And hosting a podcast can be difficult, uh, finding guests, but also if you have something to say, sometimes it can be hard finding a platform to say it on. Now, my audience knows that I talk a lot about LinkedIn. We talk about that platform and the usage of that. But one of the best ways for people to get to know you, your message, is to hear your voice and be able to have a conversation around topics that are important to them and the learning audience. So one of the challenges that I see a lot of people have, whether it's I work with you know book publish uh, an author who wants to publish their you know their books coming out and they want to be on a show, um, uh, solopreneurs, uh, public speakers. Um, executives who have a product, it's either a small startup or a large organization. Got to admit, the larger your organization, sometimes the easier to get on the show because the podcast host wants access to your network. <laughs> but when you're one of these other individuals trying to find and grow that presence, maybe you're not a big known name company, and that's one of the things you're trying to do. Finding an audience that's willing to have you spend a little bit of time listening can be a bit of a challenge, can it? Oh, yeah, most definitely. And I think no, but I, I mean, when I had my son business card, I could open doors up. When I didn't Absolutely. have it, I couldn't open doors up. So I relied on my network to open those doors. <clears throat> and, and it is a challenge to, to go down that route. But you, you're totally right in terms of building that awareness or that brand identity. Sometimes you have to reinvent yourself. But podcasts are a great way of targeting that highly focused listener audience who want to know about what you're going to talk about. Because you already know that by the show that you want to be on. You're not going to go into, I, I love cars. Um it's my passion, but okay. I'm not going to go and talk on a show about motorbikes, about cars, because I just get lynched. Um, and it's a, the same with podcasting. You have to, you know that by being on that show, you can share your voice with that audience and it'll resonate. Okay, so before we go, what's your favorite car? Um, I, I oh, can I can say I can say this. It's an ultimate GTR. I can say that's my favorite car. And I'll, I'll do some signals. I'll I'll send you something afterwards. What? All right. An ultimate GTR running a 5.7 short block. Um, weighs have 900 you, kilos. Have you owned one? Uh, I have one as a project at the moment, <laughs> which has been ready for racing this week, this this year. Um, yeah, so it's, I drive it, a it's smart. A, I drive a smart. Yeah, but I you're am, in San Francisco, aren't you? So you I need, am. So I am. Yeah. I bought my first one. Well, I, yeah. I've owned three. Wow. Have you, I saw my first one in Amsterdam. Uh, and just yeah. fell in love. And then I got to get up close in London when I was there and fell in love before they'd come to the US. And I just, I'm I'm very tall. I'm six feet, two inches tall. So when I get out of it, and my brother is six feet, four inches tall. When we get out of it, I've had people say, that looks like a clown car with these two. <laughs> I got to, so since we're talking about cars, I'm traveling across the United States in my smart car from San Francisco to Salt Lake City. It's approximately seven, about 10, mi- 10 hours, about 700 miles. And I'm going along pedaling really fast right and i'm blown by all of these uh pickup trucks these farmers ranchers and i pull over to a rest stop and i go in come out i got like three of these big pickup trucks surrounding my little smart car i'm like uh-oh i'm in trouble oh yeah the cowboy hats the boots i walk up and they're like son how fast does this thing go you blew by us i was doing about 95 and uh yeah, I blew by them and they wanted to see. So they sat in it. We opened up the the boot uh, because that's where the uh, the yeah, uh, 
Yeah, the engine. Yeah, the engine's there, and so yeah, we had a lot of fun with that. Uh, so we're gonna talk. We can talk about cars, but that uh, there was a car show that I watched, and they took a smart car, and they didn't really know a lot about European cars. I can't remember which one it was now, but they put bigger wheels on it and were turning into like a bit of a golf buggy type thing, right? And they were trying to get it all, once they get it working. Like, oh, yeah, be yeah. so much. And by the way, Tesla used the smart car by putting when they needed to convince the investors that this was going to work. They swapped out the internals engine of a smart car and put in batteries and didn't change anything. So the people who were stepping, they wanted to take them for a little test drive. Yeah. It's and so the they end. put them in the smart car without changing anything internally as far as cosmetically. And then can you imagine a Tesla in the size of a smart car? And that, one of those guys got, it was the selling point that this thing could actually really go. Yeah, that Tesla. would that would really, really. I mean, Teslas go, but that would go. Poof. Can you imagine eighteen hundred pound smart yeah, car with it? Yeah, with just that. There's no weight in that at all. Anyway, there we go. There's our little segue yeah. that we're having. Little segue this, there. This to, to talk about. It. Okay, so here's some, a question I have for you because you're dealing dealing with podcasts. If I was to go on, a, uh, I've been on many, but if if a member of my audience wanted to go on a podcast. What would be some tips that you would give them to be an effective podcast guest? So I always look at it this way of, and I'm sorry, listeners, I'm being blunt, is have you actually got something interesting to say, <laughs> a story? And, and, the, and, and I say that respectfully because what happens is from an exec perspective, I was, you know, I, I worked in execs and done all that, and, and they think they've got a story to tell, but they haven't because they've worked in Oracle for 12 years and they know Oracle and it's like, nobody wants to know about that. Let's talk about cars. Let's talk about how you progressed or did something. And they have a challenge in telling stories. I think that's the, the number one tip is, do you have something interesting that people would learn from you? And go, I go, oh, I'll learn something new. That's so I'll let follow up with that question because when I talk to executives, you know what I hear mostly is, well, I don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> that's good to be honest then. Well, they are. <laughs> well, because they're honest with yeah. me. And, and then I'm, I say, well, that's not probably true. Yeah. So how do you it's, find that? How do you discover within yourself that interesting thing that to, to share? Yeah, so I sort of dig into it if we're, if we're writing some content or talking about this with potential sort of clients or client stories is you must have something. You can't have just gone through your life getting up nine to five. There's some contextual aspect there. So what do you do with the weekends? How, how have you got there? So, you know, for me, I, I left school, I washed cars, and then I got a job selling steel. Um, how is that related to IT? Well, I learned some skill, set, skill sets from that. I didn't come from a background that was... X, Y, Z. So you have to dig into it to get them to bring out the interesting stuff of, well, actually, you put some skills to use or you do some charity work outside or you do interesting things. It's not all about the job that you do and how you do it because you just do that really well. That's clear. But it's the background all leading up to that, all the other activities that you do that could be interesting. Yeah, you make a good point. Seldom is it the information that the person is sharing that's going to really be the takeaway. Right. It's more about the person who is sharing. Um, yeah. And so I tell people, look, make yourself interesting. And then what the topic you represent will become interesting, whether that's your company, your product, or whatever that might be. So it's, is it's it, the, go ahead. Sorry, it's, it's, it's the inspiration to, if you can inspire others by going, well, actually, I started doing this or had some learning difficulties right. or I went this way. It's like, ah. Oh, if you can do that, I can do it. I mean, right. my, my, ex, my ex-wife has schools for helping children with learning difficulties. They've got, you know, three-letter acronyms, but basically a lot of them think that they'll never get a job or they'll work in the biscuit factory because it's quite a sort of engineering place where we live. It's like, no, you can do anything. 
And yep. I, I recently, I'm oh, sorry, I'm going, to, I'm going on a little bit. You're just, doing just fine. It's, I, I, once a year, I go into college and I talk about how to build a business for $5, even though we're in pounds, I use dollars. So I talked about 30, 40, 18 year olds. Um, so it's about how to build a business, doing print on demand and how to promote it and all that sort of activity. Been doing it for years. Never had anybody take it up. And this year, a young chap came up to me afterwards and said, I was going to do something else. But now I'm doing print on demand. So, oh, yeah, okay. Get it every year. I'll do it. He's self a print on demand website. He's done his own designs using Mind Journey. Um, he's up and running. He's got his $5 domain and he's out there and he's publishing it and he's publishing it across the college and getting sales. It's like, I've hit one person. My, my life is complete. It's just that inspiration to it. Somebody else can do it. You can do it. You just sometimes need that little clear sort of kick up the ass. Absolutely. And that's what it is, is that if it's but particularly if you're somebody who's accomplished something, whether you've written a book, whether you have right led a company, there is something there that's inspiring that other people want to be able to have done. Hmm. And so I like that. Um, make sure you have something to say. So I'm going to be on a show. I'm going to be a guest. What would be another tip that I need to do to make sure I don't make a fool of myself? <laughs> Again, the other element we've been talking about, I've got quite a fancy sell because through COVID, I had nothing else to do apart from go to auctions online and buy stuff. But I always say, <clears throat> do not ever, ever else, please don't turn up to a podcast in a cafe with some $2 earphones on and have the right environment. One, you won't be in the right mindset. So clear your mind and get ready. Research the show you've been on and be respectful. Don't just turn up, rock up and think it's all going to be okay but have the right environment because otherwise the host has to work harder to do the editing, to try and draw out the facts. You're not focused and they've spent time and been courteous to invite you as a guest. So all, for me, it's always be respectful of the the show that you've been on and be prepared else you, you won't get any more. You literally your knowledge and trust may be the best thing in the world, but if that comes across badly, no other host is going to invite you on the show because there's some, well, what's, what's the right. point? You're wasting my time. Right. Excellent. Okay. Let's talk then about, um, I have something to say. I think I've got myself a microphone and a setup and I'm, and I'm respectful. This, let's talk about podcast hawk because I was fascinated by this concept um, from a personal reason. So explain the concept behind and what the, what is the ultimate outcome of podcast hawk? Uh, what's what's yeah. the goal of the, of the platform? So we're, we're a software as a service and literally just make it easier to automate getting on podcasts as a guest. So the idea is you can reduce time by using the platform to search for podcasts you want to be on. Um, they're actually broadcasting. They're, they're not redundant. They didn't go dead two years ago. You're in a certain category or a keyword you're looking for, um, book author, I'm launching a Kickstarter. I'm going to go on relevant podcasts around that. And then also we've built a campaign tool, which means... Essentially, we send the emails through your email on your behalf. So Stuart, stuarttownsend.com or whatever it may be, I'll send those emails out and then do a follow-up if it isn't a reply. So on the other side, not on the host side, but as a guest, it takes a lot of time to research to find shows. Then when you do find them, they may not be live because they've died after 10 or 15 shows. Those that you do find, you have to find the contact details for the host. And then you send some emails um, around that and... Uh, again, we give that ability of actually customizing that so you can listen to the show, you can see the show notes, you can get the sound bites, you can get a more in-depth aspect. So it's not there to spam or throw them in these emails. It's about, I want to be on shows to talk about marketing or to share my story and passion about cars. I can go and find them. Let's go and do that and do it really simply. 
that's its core dead simple does nothing else there's no other rocket science behind it um from that aspect and interesting yeah. so 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 i'm gonna ask a uh behind the scenes technical so so podcast hawk is going out and finding all of these podcasts and basically indexing them and making them available so that yeah. if i sign up for this podcast hawk service as a speaker you already have indexed and categorized all of these podcasts that i could potentially be on is that is that what i'm hearing yeah, so we've got about 2.5 million podcasts at the moment with social handles, contact details, uh, and then we'll also have web metrics and some other um, data coming in shortly as well. So you can look at, because we we approach this from a lead generation marketing aspect, podcasts are a marketing channel. So if you want to be a guest and you want to spread your brand and your voice and build your digital identity, what better than doing it to a targeted audience? Um, around that and that targeted audience you may want to reach out an email but also you may want to reach out to the host and send them a tweet or go on linkedin and approach them so we 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 provide all that information in one place interesting okay so uh as i'm looking at this then uh how does it so how so where does the revenue come from because that's always the interesting thing so is it revenue coming from from the from the guests from me or is it coming from the podcast that you're uh, that you're having, you're picking it, up? It's, it's coming from the subscriber. So, you know, say I was a, I'd approach you as a podcast hall customer. It's a subscriber. So it starts at $49 a month. It gives you access to find X amount of host details to reach out to for that. And then it goes up to $89. So it's not an expensive service and it's 30 day contract. So you can do it for 30 days, 60 or 90 days and then cancel. Um, you may have got enough shows by then or you're happy, or you come back six months later. So we've had customers that use us for 12 months plus. We have some, some customers that come in and just use us for three months because they've got a book launch or they're launching a Kickstarter fund and they want to get some awareness for that. So they'll preempt it and use the platform to get some outreach that way. So it's totally flexible. It's it's. So you yeah. had, but you, you have a, yes, it is. And I got to yeah. tell you that I'm kind of excited because Stuart, as soon as we get off this call, I'm signing up. I'm just telling you. I'm, my, my job is done. My job, your job is done. Your job is done. I'm, 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 I'm a channel up. sales person. I'm a channel sales person. I'm not even direct. I have your relationships. <laughs> and then we're going to have you back on the show and we're going to talk about my experience with the, the service. I think that's a great yeah. idea. Don't you? No, that's, per- that's what I'm looking for. Case studies and sort of how it works and feedback. You know, Absolutely. It's really important. Absolutely. So now I have an, another question because I'm on your website. I'm looking at it. It says extra credit bundles. Help me understand yeah. what that means. So if you're, so for instance, we didn't have this before and we had a chap approach us who was doing a book launch and he wanted to go really quickly to get on podcast. So if you look at our subscription service per month, you get, you know, 25 credits or 50 credits or a hundred credits and credits are, are related to the contact details of the podcast. But if you want to go really quickly and you want to be on a couple of hundred podcasts, well, you could, uh, you'd have to bar, you'd have to do that over a couple of months, but you may not have time for that. So there's concept of buying extra bundles of credit. So if you're running a camp, like a marketing campaign comes to Christmas, right. and go, right, okay, I want to reach out to 200 podcasts. I don't want to wait two months or X amount to build it up. I need to do it now because I've got a deadline. Because um, you know what it's like as well. Some podcasts you could get on in six days and some it could be six months and some it could be sure. longer. So yep. It's that time. So it gives a, um, com- um, individuals or agencies that ability to go really quickly. Uh, from that side and that was actually i've just written a case study it was 
Most of our features have been designed by our customers. We are not very clever. <laughs> we see the obvious after we've been told it. Well, you, then, sound like, was, yeah. you sound like Microsoft. And I, we are. We are the Microsoft. <laughs> um, and that's a good call. That's true, right. But yeah, yeah, one of our customers said about that. It was something they wanted to do because they were building some momentum. And it's like, I can't do it at this rate. So, okay. Um, yeah, so a lot of our customers. Yeah. And so I'm seeing another thing. Um, custom signatures. Because the start you have a starter, a promotion, and a super guest. And the custom yeah. signature seems to be one of the differentiators there. What is a custom signature? So campaigns or sending email, um, you, it may be that your user says, well, actually, I've got a couple of, like me, I'm channel as a service, my consulting business, but also I'm podcast hawk. Um, I don't want to go, or, or I'm stuarttownsend.com. I don't want to go on car shows as podcast hawk because I'm like, what's this software company weirdo? Oh. So when you're, sending your, when you're sending your email out, we allow you to, change the signature that the email's going that is sent. So I, I can send one to car shows and I'm Stuart Townsend car nerd, um, or I can send it to you and I'm Stuart from Podcast Talk. That's sweet. Yeah. Oh, I like that Again. one. Again, I like that cus one. Customer feature. Customer feature. <laughs> no, that's that's great. Because so many of the uh the I work with enterprise salespeople. I work with uh, executives. I work with I like work with a lot of publics uh, professional speakers who are looking yeah. to um, get out there and be uh, seen talking. And the challenge is, is that oftentimes they have multiple hats. Sometimes they have a day job. Sometimes yep. they talk about two different things. So this is a perfect feature. Well, this has been great. I got to tell you, Stuart, when I came into this conversation, I was very interested. I got to tell you, I'm coming out of this conversation very excited. That's good. That doesn't That's happen, good. Very, that doesn't happen no, very often. I'm, on my I'm show. really pleased. <laughs> That's really good. It's good feedback. Because like I say, last year, a lot of the features and such that we put into the product were designed or driven by customer feedback when it was on board and such. And it's like, why don't you do this? And, and the trouble is now we've got so many of them. It's like, right, okay. Uh, but yeah, no, good, good. All right. So, uh, so I'm just going to tell the audience wh what we're talking about. My guest is Stuart Townsend. We're talking about Podcast Hawk and you can find it at podcasthawk.com. That's Hawk like the bird, yeah. podcasthawk.com. And what it is, is the opportunity for you to basically use their platform their SaaS service to promote you as a guest on hundreds if you want thousands of podcasts without you having to do the work yourself it's a standard subscription fee for uh, access to a certain number of uh, podcasts and uh, for those of you who are solopreneurs who have a book coming out yeah. who are professional speakers who have a Kickstarter project I know a lot of my fans are Kickstarter well, fans this is a perfect way to get in front of an audience Stuart, here's why this is interesting to me. One, I work with so many executives, helping them try to figure out how to build their authentic voice. Yeah. But number two, something that I teach my sales teams is to go look for their target prospect if they've ever been on a podcast. Oh, yeah. I can't tell you about that yet. But right. Yeah, but but there's a very a, good point. Yeah. Because oftentimes... When a salesperson wants to reach out to a prospect or something, and that prospect hasn't been very active on LinkedIn or social media, if they're in person of influence or something to say, they often have appeared as a guest on a podcast. And so yeah, being able exactly. to look those guests up and find them and say, oh, I want to I want to follow up on that person, following them on social media, finding them on LinkedIn, those are the key things. So you just got me excited about this. I was going to say, the other nugget, again, coming from the sort of sales background that we do is we've, we've talked about this. I want to build it as a, as a key feature. Is that a component? Because- when you go into a cold prospect, listening to them on a podcast, you can get not personal information, but nuggets of clarity that's like, oh, 
you worked at Oracle. Stuart worked at Oracle for a year, yep. did he? And he did this and he hated it. All right, okay. I can put something in there that relates to it or sort of leverage it and use it from that side. And it's the things that you won't find on a profile or in a blog post or whatever. It's no. just because you said it, it, it's, you know, it's truthful and it's honest. You also get something from their voice and from their yeah. inflection and from their approach and right where you yeah. listen to somebody. Yeah. And you're just like, oh, ah, yeah. that sounds like when, somebody when, I could yeah. have a beer when with. I, when I say some microsystems, I'm upbeat, I'm positive. And when I say <laughs> Oracle, my shoulders slug. Well, shrug, we can't beat like, up on yeah. Oracle too much. Um, no, no, no. But it's, it is. It's that tone of voice gives yes. inflection about what they really think about a certain subject or if they're passionate about it. Um, and it gives Absolutely. that insight around it. So. You do. Yeah. And this yeah. is great. I, I asked you what we could talk about that you would find passionate and podcast talk was it. And I can certainly feel it. And I have been infected by your passion. So Stuart, thank That's you so good. much for thank you so much for joining me yeah. on the show. No, perfect. Thank you for the invite. It's been really great. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership. My guest has been Stuart Townsend. Stuart is the co-founder of uh, podcasthawk.com. Uh, I think a service that'll be really valuable to those who, of you who are listening. You can find it at podcasthawk.com. Stuart, how can they find you if they uh, if they want to uh, be in touch with you? Uh, so you can find me through podcasthawk.com and go in, on the contact form there. You can find me on Twitter as Stuart Townsend. One one thing I will say, Richard, there's a very good looking actor called Stuart Townsend that comes up in Google search. I am not him. Sorry, uh... I wish it was. For, for everybody out there. But yeah, search Stuart Townsend. You'll find me in flowery shirts and car-related stuff on Twitter, LinkedIn, everywhere that's ever existed. Perfect, perfect. This is Stuart, this has been awesome. Thanks again. No, perfect. Thank you very much. You've been listening to Digital First Leadership, the podcast where you learn to leverage and build your expertise on digital platforms. For more valuable tips on mastering the language of social media, subscribe to our newsletter at blisspointconsult.com. If you'd like to stay in touch, feel free to add Richard on LinkedIn and join the conversation.